0: Welcome to Rate That Album, the back-and-forth album review, um, featuring myself, Paul Muad'Dib, and as always with me, my longtime um, unacquainted love interest, uh, Joe Fremming. Joe, how you doing, sir?
1: With that attitude, you better hit the fucking road and piss up a rope, Paul.
0: (laughs) 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 That's right, people. (laughs) We're doing Ween's 12 Golden Country Greats. This one's going to be a little bit different, because usually... One, the one who brings up the album talks a lot about kind of what was going on. And I want to take the time because we typically don't go back and revisit bands. Um, and both Joe and I are huge Ween fans, are we not, sir? Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: I yeah. love me Ween. Uh, They're offshoots and everything. So,
0: so we're going to really kind of get into a lot about them and kind of talk about it. So this is going to be a little bit less of a... Um, I think back and forth and more of us just really discussing what is ween. Um, and this is their fourth album. Um, uh, excuse me, their fifth studio album, their third with Electra Re- Records. Um, and it's quite a departure from what they've done before. Wouldn't you say, Joe?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, uh, it's hard to put them into a genre mm-hmm. uh, because they kind of do everything. Uh, and so, like when they did the country album, it's kind of like, well, that makes sense. Not many bands you can say that about. Or <laughs> you know, take a hard left from weird psychedelia to like an album that just blends every genre, like chocolate and cheese. Yes, <laughs> or, like the mollusk, which is just like this weird tripped out fucking journey.
0: One of my favorite albums by them, by yeah. the way. I think that's my top album of theirs. Is 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 the mollusk. Um, now, would you say? How, how do how do I want to ask this question? Well, let me ask. Okay, let me start with this. What was your first exposure to Ween? What do you remember the first time that you saw Ween? Because I think we're going to have the same.
1: I probably Beavis and ButtHead. I think yeah. On Beavis and ButtHead was probably the first time. I'm not. I don't remember the song, but I remember being like, "These guys are." fucking
0: rat <laughs> there was there was two they were featured on BS bud twice it was um pushing up the day push up um yeah pushing up daisies pushing up days. daisies right. and then it was can't put my finger on it those were the two that were that were and i had that one but then do you remember uh mtv's oddities yeah that that's they did um they did a song off mollusk um and um I think that's really when I really got in the ween was watching them do a live version of, uh mutated, mutilated lips, um, on there was just, it blew my mind and I was just, I was in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was like the single when your are singles mutilated lips, you know, you're in an interesting band.
1: Yeah. So I, <laughs> I knew about them, but I didn't really start <laughs> listening to them till like after 2000, after high school is when I started really kind of getting into them more, uh, mm-hmm. just, because of whatever but i just not but i do remember one of the first time i saw the band fish they covered roses are free
0: oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's awesome they um <laughs> yeah i got in the wean because my sister now uh, like when chocolate cheese came out that was 94 so we were what middle school and 13, 13 so my sister was 17 my oldest sister was 17 and she was listening to the dead milkmen they might be giants ween um, the vandals all this kind of you know joke rock punk rock type of things you know the the thing with ween though and is the difference i think that separates them from some of the other uh, that would be kind of in their category is i think of all the groups they're by far the best musicians their musicianship is unrivaled these are people that can really write a song and actually can play a multitude of instruments. Would you not agree?
1: Yeah. And what I like, we need to kind of, you know, kind of like backpedal back to when we talked about Sparks is one of those bands like, like Sparks where they have a sense of humor, but they're <laughs> not considered a joke band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is not like you listen to, like, you know, it's easy to like probably think 12, 12 country hits. Is like a, a joke, album but it's not. Yeah. In some senses, and it is in other senses. Like, you know, yes. like obviously, Mister Richard Smoker is a is <laughs> a joke. He's my favorite go to at the bar in a hick bar. Yep.
0: <laughs> I mean, they they do, and we'll and we'll get in like. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about this particular album. So in this one, they decide they're going to do a country band album, and they um, brought in a lot of a uh, lot of musicians in this Joe. And this is where your expertise kind of comes into play because you know some of these people better than I do. Sorry for Bloody, the noise.
1: A lot of these are like Nashville, uh, like legends. Some of them, like, these are, like, people who cut their teeth, you know, in that, you know, in the country music genre. And it's just kind of funny that, you know, because uh, they take it seriously. And, again, a lot of these songs, like, are really ridiculous. But, like, they play it straight. And these guys, (laughs) I I don't know how Ween got them (laughs) to play on songs like Piss Up a Rope. (laughs) Or Help
0: Me Scrape the Mucus Off My Brain.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Fluffy, fluffy,
1: fluffy. even like Japanese cowboy. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's. There's, there's this there's this weird sense of humor. Lyrical content really doesn't match with you know because let's just face it, Nashville's a very conservative, very button-down uh, area with especially and the musicians are very you know like straight laced kind of people like at least professionally you know a lot of them raise hell after show or whatever after show just like yep. any like any band but like so it's funny seeing the list of people on this album
0: well like the jordan who did work with <laughs> elvis you got yeah, you know, buddy McCoy. spiker yep. <laughs> buddy Spifer, yep uh you got charles mccoy who worked with Bob Dylan and Elvis as well?
1: Yeah, a lot of these people played with Elvis. Robert Ford Ogden, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, <laughs> and like so they for a while there was an album too. Like after this, it was a live album with because uh, the ba- this band is called the, I believe the Shit Kickers.
0: The Shit Kickers, yes sir. Yeah,
1: so there was a live album, but you could only get it on vinyl.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
1: And my girlfriend at the time like, in 2008, like, she bought it, and I was, like, because I didn't know, like, a lot of the history, but, like, the liner notes on that live album kind of explained more. I wish I still had it or whatever, because it kind of gave a lot more of the backstory of how they got these guys, but they brought them on tour. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, and so, like, that live album, God, I there's, like, interpretations of some of their other songs. Oh, I got it. I I'll look that up. But yeah, yeah it's, look it's, that it's, up. it's fucking great. It's, oh, yeah, Shit problem. Creek
0: Boys. Shit Creek Boys. That's it. The Shit Creek Boys. Uh, yes, you're right. And, you know, they got, um yeah, Pig Robbins, who was a session musician for Dolly Parton, Patty Page, Kenny Rogers, um, Neil Young. Bob Dylan, Charlie Rich. I mean, you would not think that they'd be running around, you know, yeah. okay. doing
1: yes. this. Yeah, it's it was came out in '96. It's live in Toronto, Canada, Canada, featuring the Shit Creek Boys. Where, you know, they do They do. Country- versions of spinal spinal meningitis (laughs) 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 pushing the little daisies buenos tardes amigo like it's the hiv song piano man like yeah so it it, it's it's a really good live album i i think it's probably streaming but so uh, if you haven't heard that check it out it's really good
0: now let's talk uh, since again we don't really go back and ween it's something i really like to enjoy Let's talk about some of their songs outside of this album because, <laughs> um, because you have songs as you mentioned, Spinal, my, uh, spinal Meningitis, you the got the, Mr. HIV song. <laughs> H, the HIV song, Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony, um, Voodoo Lady, Buenos Tardes Amigos. I mean, really, I chocolate and cheese is is one that I think is like their mainstream, like, that's where a lot yeah, of this stuff
1: that's what most people know, but they have no. yeah, yeah. That live in Toronto is streaming, by the
0: way. Yeah, yep, yep. Push so. the little yeah, cases. yeah.
1: So yeah, chocolate and cheese. My per, uh, my favorite album by them is White Pepper.
0: White Pepper is a great album because bananas and blow. Bananas and blow is a great song. <laughs> Stroker um, Ace. Stroker Ace, <laughs> which I think was covered. By Mike Patton at one point. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's because it's like a Motorheadish song. Like yep. that album goes from like, because it's very Beatles esque, and then it goes into like Stroker Aces, which is like feels like Ace of Spades out of
0: nowhere. Yes, yes. See, and for me, I have to say it's the mollusk because. I love dancing in the show tonight. <laughs> Going into the mollusk, I'll be your Johnny on the spot. Blarney stone, mutilated lips. It's gonna be all right. Colvin blows, pink eye on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Buckingham <laughs> green, ocean man. Um, yeah, I, I just for me, that one front to back. It has that. Um, it has that Irish flair, that Irish punk flair to it in that album, and I'm a sucker for anything Irish punk. So. But instead we're going to talk about 12 Golden Country Greats which has 10 great songs on this album.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's also cuz there is a Minnesota connection.
0: Go on. that
1: uh one of their first albums God Ween, Satan was Which put is on-
0: their first album. That's their it's, first uh, studio.
1: Yeah. It was put on Twin Tone Records.
0: Oh, was it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I Twin did Tone not also know that. put out
1: replacements and I think some early Hosker do the suburbs, that sort of thing. So, yeah,
0: that one didn't really have a whole lot of hits on it. That first one, God, God Ween Satan.
1: No, it's just a weird album, but like twin tones, not exactly, uh, you
0: know, Yep.
1: not exactly a huge.
0: And same thing with pod pod. I I think, you know, for me, there's a couple of songs on there strap on that jammy pack. Uh, (laughs) um, Polo Asado, I love Polo Asado. That's like one of my one of my favorite songs by them. Then Pure Guava is really when they hit their stride, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, Pure uh, Guava. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Potus stuff on there I like, but yeah.
0: Yeah, because you had Poop Ship Destroyer, <laughs> Push the Little <laughs> Daisies, which got them a lot of mainstream attention. Um, finger uh, flies on my dick. Uh, um, a fat boy. <laughs> so. We can't talk about Ween really without getting into a PC discussion, because <laughs> um, when we get into especially this album here, um, first of all, Joe, is there? Let's talk about the songs you don't like on this album. Is there a song you don't like on this album?
1: There's the albums that just uh, I really, I mean, don't do a lot. It's, it's it basically it's like Powder Blue. I really don't care for. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, pretty girl kind of the same way but uh, yeah just like like those songs kind of feel like filler but otherwise it's it i love the album so eight out of ten of the 12 songs you know
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well there's an interesting story about powder blue i mean uh which is uh uh, Gene introduces every member of the band who then plays a short solo of their instrument. The original version of that song runs four minutes, 16 seconds, and it ends with a sample from Muhammad Ali. Now, Ween was denied the use of the sample by all these lawyers, but uh, Electra accidentally pressed it. I, I put out that version <laughs> um, on the first pressing of the album. Now, everything subsequently cuts that. And puts the um puts the uh the song at three minutes thirteen seconds by removing all of that. But on the very first pressing of the album, it was originally a minute longer, and had a had a um a version of it that uh, got him in trouble with uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, of
1: course, par for the course with
0: Ween, you know. Yeah, par for the course for Ween, and so I'm holding you. is great. It's a great opener. Yeah. Then you then you get Japanese.
1: (laughs) this is where pc mm-hmm. where uh I'm surprised they haven't
0: been canceled for Japanese cowboy Japanese cowboy uh, let's talk about the okay first of all we gotta talk about the uh the lyrics for this R- right off the bat like a Japanese cowboy or a brother on skates <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh yeah you know they- and th- Go on.
1: I feel like it's making it's more making fun of you know kind of <laughs> shitty rednecks and their mentality it, than actually being uh, uh, you know shooting with people you people. Uh, you know, yes,
0: I'm ready with you. I mean, this is more poking fun at the culture than it is. Yeah, it's satire. It's satire.
1: Yeah. Same with this rope is obviously a satire. Like they they took like. The, these things from classic country themes, you know, woman doesn't like you, blah blah blah. Yep. She's leaving, but it, it's like on steroids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It, it, laughs> Tuners
1: on TV, fire while she watches TV.
0: Yes, yes. Um, breakfast at Shawnee's at <laughs> two, <laughs> $2. ninety nine, <laughs> and then yeah, piss up a rope, so get on your knees, you big booty bitch, start sucking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is um, some on PC stuff on here, so I'm going to say that you know, if Mr. you can't, Richard smoker. Oh, Richard, yeah, Mr. You Richard eat Smoker, dark meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Richard Smoker, you're a poopy poker. Yeah, I mean, it's juvenile. It it, it it's you know, um... that one I don't know of so much as satire as it was just a sign of the times. Um, yeah. So, you know, I could see people being offended by Richard Smoker. But let me tell you something, man. You're absolutely right. I've done it for karaoke. Um, <laughs>
1: I've uh, like, hick bars all the time, like, and it, it, to very hilarious results. Because I'll start with Piss Up a Rope, which people are just, like, very confused. And then Mr. Richard Smoker just upsets
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> the boodoo-dee-ba-poop in the beginning. The scat man, the scat references Booty bop boop Booty bop boop boop. Yeah (laughs) You smoke Big dick Yeah, absolutely Um, It's This album, I mean, it has no business Being as good as it is (laughs) And at the same time Knowing ween It is It deserves, it is actually Going to be as good as you think
1: yeah, yeah. And it's weird because I, you know, I'm I looked at the the Wikipedia entry and it mentions and I I never really thought of it but this is like the the only time they st- kind of stuck to a genre for one album.
0: Like, I never yeah
1: really thought of it before. I I saw that observation. So that's also interesting.
0: It's very interesting because you're they don't. Um, most of the time when you get into a ween album, you're going to get into a World of um, different uh, different uh, th- um, genres. It's gonna yep. go right from one to the other to the other to the other, and I mean to be fair, Mister Richard Smoker isn't really a country song, as it is more of a lounge crooning song in my mind. It isn't until you get to the solo that it becomes a, um, a country song. That's that 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 that's me. Um, what are your favorites?
1: Oh, piss up a rope. A Japanese cowboy. Yeah. Um, Fluffy. Fluffy. I love Fluffy.
0: I, love Fluffy. It's Fluffy.
1: Like a, I was listening. I haven't heard this album in a few years, and I was driving back from the store and Fluffy came on. And I just started fucking laughing my
0: head. <laughs> Me too. I was I was in the car listening to this as we were going out to a cabin and Fluffy came on. And my whole, my kids were laughing. I was laughing. Yeah.
1: Fluffer.
0: Fluffer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it hits all the tropes. It hits the nothing goes right. I miss my girl. My girl's mean to me. You know, I got my, you know, I think the only thing they don't really hit is the, is the broken car um, aspect of it. Or, you know, losing my truck. But, you know, they got the dog in there. They got all that stuff. Uh, you know, even you know, and I'm not a country fan in the slightest. And I can listen to this album front to back. Um, again, you're right. Pretty girl, powder blue. Those you could throw out like that's fine. But yeah. I mean, you gotta. I mean, and 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 one of the things that we bitch about about tracks not flowing right. This tr- this album flows very yeah. very well. Well, that's the
1: thing with Ween. They uh, they know how to uh track their albums Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is like because like if you're gonna be hitting all those genres it's it's kind of like we were talking about the last episode with like a mixtape and with weed it's very much like a mixtape since they're like all over the map so they have to be good at that because otherwise if you play chocolate and cheese out of like sequence it would be a confusing mess
0: it it really it is a confusing mess. I've actually done a shuffle of Wayne songs. I'm like ah, ah. It's jarring, is a, isn't it's it? Jarring. That's exactly that's that's the correct word for it. It's jarring. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. fucking
1: Songs are good, but they they when they don't flow, it really makes it just not work as well.
0: Yes, million percent, million percent. Completely uh, agree with you. It just doesn't work. It works best. Ween works best when you listen to it album by album by album, yeah. and they are. You know, that's one of those things that it's it's a, it's a lost art. You and I have talked about that, right? Yeah. Um And yet, Ween does very very well in keeping the art form of the um of the album very much alive.
1: Yeah, they know how to keep the keep it not only working but keeping your interest in, in it yep. too they look yep. i mean like mr richard smoker comes out of nowhere man like fuck.
0: Yeah, it comes out <laughs> it comes at you out of out of no- right after a
1: very mellow powder blue song also
0: yep. boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> mr richard smoker <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's great, Bruce and Jeff, Bruce and Jeff will pick you up at ten. Um, Grant <laughs> and your Buster Browns. <laughs> it's genius. Um, so I, I guess you know at this point, I, I, you know it's we have these difficulties when we do these albums that we like and we do things are not quite as um, we don't have a whole lot more to say other than I guess would you recommend this album, Joe?
1: Yeah, I love, I love, I love it. We. There's albums by Ween I don't like, it's a lot of their later later stuff. Like after uh, White Pepper, they get very hit and miss with me. But like from Mollusk and Chocolate and Cheese up until that, it's it's almost all perfect albums. They just they knocked them all out of the park.
0: Yeah, which is really interesting because you listen to their first two albums, especially Pod. Um, you kind of sit back and go, "Who the fuck are these guys, and why did they, who gave them access to a studio?" It just sounds like people on acid making weird shit. And that's exactly that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it very much could be the case. Um, <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, not to sit there and say that they're bad or oh my god, I hate the album or whatever. I mean, again, there's things I like on both albums. Um. But at the same time, it's not consistent like it was with chocolate. Once once they hit their stride with chocolate and cheese, into this, in a Mollusk, into Paint the Town Brown, which is the live album, uh, Craters of the Sack, <laughs> 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 which has a nut sack for the record like, title, um, and then White Pepper. Uh, White Pepper, man, I think got lost in a lot of people. I personally love yeah. White Pepper. I know um, a lot of people
1: didn't like it for whatever reason, but I, I like I enjoyed it. I yeah.
0: But. and I will admit I enjoyed Quebec. Um a lot of people, Quebec didn't really do it, but like transdermal celebration, Zoloft, hey their fancy pants, happy colored marbles. I I I I like that. I liked Quebec. Yeah,
1: I uh, I didn't, but you know, that's just again, it's just like it it's just a matter of taste, I think. That's
0: yeah. what really yeah. cool. Shinola is really where it loses me.
1: Yeah, that I I couldn't. I yeah. Just, I just, it's, nope.
0: Yep. Now, uh, the reason why I'm doing this is because, as you know, selfishly, I'm going to go see Ween this month. Um, I've been hanging on these tickets forever, and I'm going to go see Ween. So I wanted to do, selfishly, an album of a band I'm going to go see. So... Yes, if I were to say, can I recommend this album? I'm hoping they'll play a lot of songs off this, <laughs> off this album. I, I I would love to see a live version of Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffer. Fluffer. Fluffer, I would I would totally kill to see a live version of Fluffy. Um, all right, that's all I think we really got for this one. Unless you got more to say on it, Joe.
1: No, I love this album. It's I, so good. It's
0: yeah. So good. It's great. I mean, now, I guess let's talk about the reception. Let's talk a little bit about the reception. Because uh, uh, the re- uh, the reviews were mostly positive.
1: Um, uh, fans were kind of confused when it came out. I remember that. I yep. remember some people were just, they didn't get it. Yep. Like, uh, I guess, like, I was so unaware of what Ween was doing at this time that, like, it, I was just like, sure. Like, they put out a cut. Like, I, you know, they weren't on my radar, really. Anymore after I saw Pushing Daisies on Beavis and Budhead. And so it was just like, I just remember kind of people were like, yeah, this kind of, you know. But it's also like when Pinkerton came, I was like, yeah, uh, this sucks. And it's like, well, I don't listen to that. So I, I'm i just going to have to take your word for it.
0: <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I don't know. I'm going to sit there. I mean, you can sit there and call Mr. Richard Smoker you know there's been a lot of that's one of the things that got harped on even back then was it being um, you know considered homophobic and Dean and Gene have gone on the record talking about that before um entertainment weekly hated the album when it came <laughs> out describing it as homophobic misogynist racist and gave the album a C minus so the satire was completely lost on on entertainment weekly um, and bastions of intellectual <laughs> analysis, entertainment weekly didn't get it <laughs> right. Right now, Sputnik Music said they're writing about songs with similar themes to what country songs have been writing about, but including a personal touch of what the band does best. So, like, Sputnik Music got it. Um, but yes, you're right, fans were confused um, about what this was. Um, which I think it's hilarious, but you just got to let ween do what ween's going to do. Ween is going to ween.
1: That's all there is to it. It's not really understood either. No. You know, a lot of, like, again, like when we talk about Pinkerton, people didn't like it, but it's a cult, became a cult. And now it's like the known album for, you know, it's just like, sometimes people just, especially in the nineties, people are expecting weird, weirdness, like, like chocolate and cheese, or like stupid grunge bullshit. Yep,
0: hippie. I was gonna say most people expected grunge
1: anyway. Uh, it probably was not well received.
0: No, no, I, I'll completely agree with you. In the nineties, there was a set of of what you expected shit to be, and um, you know, I think prime example of of that um, was. Um, uh, nirvana's um, unplugged right a lot of people had an expectation of what that was going to be and when it went completely against expectations and people realized that like i remember hearing the things kurt cobain can actually sing the fuck does that mean the fuck does that mean Right. Yes, the guy's front is a band, of course he can sing. So millions of records. Of course the man can sing. You mean he can sing the way you want him to sing? Okay, maybe now you can now you're talking about something, you dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah you know. But it's um a good expectations. When you defy the expectations, I think that's when you know, especially critics come down hard on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so
1: Alright, Joe um, What are we doing next week? <laughs> well You inspired me to get off the, the PC train here, Paul So we're going to a little album From the early 90s Kind of a super group of industrial Rock uh,
0: It's a band
1: called Revolting Cocks And we're going to listen to Beer Steers, and Queers Oh boy Oh
0: boy we're, Okay, I'm not familiar with this album At all. Al Jorgensen from Ministry and a bunch of other... (laughs) I'm looking forward to this. So, what is this called? The Revolting Cox?
1: Yeah, Revolting Cox is the name of the band.
0: All right.
1: The album is Beer Steers, and Queers. And this is an interesting band in that of all... They have, like, just about anybody who's, like, alternative rock for the most part has worked with this band... They've had Gibby Haynes from Butthole Surfers, Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Like they've had, it's kind of like a really like they should be more well known than they are.
0: Fantastic! I'm looking forward to hearing more about this uh, revolting Cox band that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Joe, what's going on with the Joe Down uh, for Prosperity Stake?
1: <laughs> uh we're gonna be watching the purge next
0: no I don't
1: think I've watched the original I watched the election day one like whatever I, a bunch of people just kill each other for
0: 24 hours it's not much of a it's mindless yeah it's mindless
1: I, I, don't, I don't feel like I have to invest too much in the film.
0: um as of the this recording um the uh uh the uh phil collins episode just went live so for those of you that are keeping track of how far behind we are and when (laughs) things are coming out we're just getting the phil collins album going uh i created uh i called it season two given the lag of what we did i was like you know what this is a good time created a new theme song for the uh for the podcast and now we're on season two what
1: (laughs) what do you think about the phil collins (laughs) that was recorded before there was a vaccine
0: people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was recorded before there was a vaccine actually mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck i mean that's that's why it's season two um <laughs> <laughs> post pre and post um so yeah other than that joe i would say um that's what we're doing there um I want to get the Stranger Things one going again. I just got to find time with uh, Griffiny, um so we could get that done because uh, season four sounds like it's going to drop sooner than people think. From what I was reading today on Stranger Things, so that would be interesting. And I also, inspired by the Joe Down, watched Mandy for the first time.
1: Oh, what'd
0: you think? Uh, well, I was uh, amazed that uh, um, Elijah Wood was the executive producer on it. Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of strange. It's kind of strange. That blew my mind. Um, Truth be told, I was a little disappointed. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, for a revenge film, I want a little more revenge. I felt like, you know, the first hour... I mean, the revenge doesn't really kick in. It's a two-hour-long movie. The first hour is building up, and then the second hour is the revenge. Um, the one thing I wish they would have explained was the world a little better, yeah. Um, in it, so. Well, yeah.
1: Now that you've watched that, maybe down the road we can listen to the album "Lift It Down" by Jeremiah Sand. Yeah, they did a whole album years after the movie came out by the actor who <laughs> played the cult leader. Oh Hamid fuck me! Spear. What?
0: I said, oh fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. Yep,
0: yep, yep. Alright, well, with that, um Joe, do you wanna take us out today? No.